Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted and excited that you've been able to tune in with us today for today's show. Now, before we do get started, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share if you're watching us on YouTube. If you like listening to us on a podcast player, don't forget to have a look down the link down below in the description where you'll find all the available players where the show is on. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, there's a link down below in the description where you can simply buy me a coffee through the buymeacoffee.com website and for those who buy me a coffee each and every day thank you very much it is very much appreciated so now that that's all done and dusted let's jump into the top four stories doing the rounds today in thailand now Peter from the move forward party issues a coalition unity call Efforts are being made to defuse tensions between the Move Forward Party and the Pu Thai Party over who should get the role of House Speaker. MFT leader and Prime Ministerial candidate Pita Limjanarat on Friday said that the MFT and its seven prospective coalition partners must hold talks to trash out the issues. He said that the MFT's allies must stick together and go ahead with the formation of a government. Move Forward and its seven allies, the Pu Thai Party, Pracharat, Thai Sang Thai Party, Siri Ruam Thai Party, Palang Sang Kham Mai Party and Pu Thai Ruam Palang Party signed a memorandum of understanding on Monday agreeing the policies of the government they plan to form together. Mr. Pita was non-committal on Friday over whether the House Speaker should be an MFT chosen candidate, saying the negotiators must discuss the matter first. Mr. Pita also said he was confident that Puatai would not pull out of the coalition over the issue. I believe the MFT and Puatai can reach an understanding. I am not concerned that Puatai will pull out of the coalition. I am sure there will be a solution. I don't think there will be a free vote on who will become the House Speaker, Mr. Pita said. People have pinned their hopes on coalition partners forming a government. We need to talk through the matter. There are still several challenges lying ahead, he noted. He went on to say that after the election commission officially endorsed all winning election candidates, negotiators will continue to meet for talks to ensure a smooth transition of power so the new government can get down to work immediately. Deferring opinions among coalition partners over the House Speaker post during the past few days are a trivial matter compared to the task entrusted to us by the pe- people, Mr. Pita said. Coalition partners must hold hands firmly together and steer the country towards democracy. From now on, all parties should work on fine-tuning on their policies so, so we can succeed in forming a government, he said. The House Speaker is one of the most important roles in politics as it involves overseeing House meetings and the agenda. If the MFP wants to push in its legislative initiatives and fulfil its campaign promises, it needs to take control of the post according to sources. Puatai Deputy Leader Pumtan Chai that the Puatai's negotiators had asked that the House Speaker role be filled by Puatai because the MFT already wants the post of Prime Minister. The MFP's negotiators said they would consider the matter and give a reply. We have been waiting until now and they don't get back to us yet. Asked about a proposal that the Pracharat leader, Wan Muhammad Noor Mata, a former House Speaker, take up the role again as a solution to the conflict, Mr. Pumtan insisted that the issue can only be settled privately by the two parties themselves. Speaking out in public will only cause more problems, Mr. Pumtan said. 
Mr. Wan said on Friday that he agreed that the two parties should reach an agreement over the matter to avoid any conflict that could arise during a vote in Parliament. The House Speaker will be responsible for coordinating with political parties, chairing meetings and representing the country. Anyone who takes the role must meet these requirements, Mr. Wan said. MFT Deputy Leader Sirikana Tanasakun on Thursday said that the MFP needed to take the House Speaker post so it could push all 45 bills and other articles of legislature proposed by coalition partners during their campaign and pursue an agenda that includes amending the Constitution. Puatai Secretary General Prasart Chantarawangtong, however, reaffirmed the party's support for Mr. Pete as Prime Minister but added that the House Speaker role had not been included in the MOU. So all is not well between the coalition partners. So I'm going to say this and I'm going to stand by what I say. The final results of this election have Puatai and MFP, the Move Forward Party, with the same amount of seats. But the, so the actual results were as follows. And we're just going to concentrate on the top two because they're the ones that we need to. But Move Forward received 112 constituency seats, whereas Puatai received 112 constituency seats. But the only difference was that Move Forward got 39 of the 100 party list seats and Puatai got 29 of the 100 party list seats. So MFP don't have a majority of seats. I mean, they pretty much are hand in hand with Puatai in terms of the amount of people that have voted and the amount of seats won. So I definitely think there needs to be a realization that you are not the majority party. You didn't win by a landslide and you're basically sharing your vote with Puatai. So therefore, you're going to have to share some of the major cabinet seats and portfolios that they want. It looks like that the Move Forward Party want to have the prime ministerialship. They want to have the House Speaker and they want all the big cabinet positions for themselves and they want to hand down a few minor ones to Puatai. And I, I can understand where Puatai are coming from this. They're saying basically, if you want all these great seats and you want to have all this kind of power, well, you should have done better in the election and you should have won an outright majority, which you haven't won. So therefore, you're going to have to share everything. And the way I see it is going to be shared 50-50. And that's the way it should be shared. They don't really have a majority for anything. They've done very well in this election. And I think Peter will make a very, very good prime minister. But at the end of the day, there has to be a realization that you haven't won an outright majority as one party. So you're going to have to share a lot of what you have or think you have won. Now, there's also the issue of whether Peter will actually be prime minister, whether he will get the votes to be the next prime ministerial candidate. So that needs to be discussed on whether or not they're going to get there or not. And that's going to be coming down the line in the next couple of months. Hope we won't see much more problems in terms of this, but there does seem to be a lot of fighting at the beginning. And maybe that's normal. Maybe they're trashing things out. And I suppose these things shouldn't really, really be done in public either. It should be done behind closed doors, get things sorted and then present a united front to the people. But yeah, it's a bit messy at the moment. But nevertheless, we will move on to the next story, which is pleased to shorten visa approval time as Chinese tourist arrivals drop. The Association of Thai Travel Agents, that's the ATTA, has urged the Department of Consular Affairs to shorten the visa approval period for Chinese tourists from up to 15 working days to facilitate tour groups from China that wish to visit Thailand. The current approval period is too long. Before the COVID-19 outbreak, it took three to five working days to approve Chinese tourist visa, ATTA President Sizvasha Shah said on Thursday. 
He added that Thailand recorded only 1 million Chinese tourists in the first five months of the year and underwhelming numbers that is unlikely to meet the association's earlier estimate of 2 million Chinese tourists in the first half of 2023. He said the department must remove unnecessary processes that slow down the flow of tourists or Thailand would not be able to meet the goals set by the Tourism Authority of Thailand of welcoming 5 million Chinese tourists by the end of this year. The TAT also estimated that revenue from Chinese tourists would amount to about 446 billion baht. If the visa application period continues to take this long, we will see fewer tour groups heading to Thailand and we will miss that target. Most of the groups would be FIT, that's Foreign Independent Tours, which are much smaller, he said. Furthermore, a short visa application period would also help last-minute tour buyers make a decision to visit Thailand. Statistics show that only 111,000 Chinese tourists entered as group tours from January to May this year, or about 10% of total Chinese visitors. This is a significant decrease from the 2019 statistics, which saw about 1 million Chinese tourists arriving per month, 60% of them entering on group tours. He said an overhaul in the visa application period to reduce unnecessary steps and shorten the waiting time will help boost the number of Chinese tourists in the second half of the year. Our estimate is for an average of 600,000 Chinese tourists visiting Thailand per month from June onwards, or 3.6 million people for the remainder of the year, enabling us to get closer to the 5 million target group, he added. Earlier this week, the TAT Deputy Governor Tanez Petsoan raised a similar issue with the Foreign Ministry, saying that the Minister's e-visa application platform is a choke point that hinders the influx of Chinese tourists and needs to be urgently addressed. Thailand would need to process 10 to 20,000 Chinese visas per day in order to meet the 5 million visitors target, but the e-visa platform can, can process only 84,000 applications per month, Mr. Tanez went on to say. So again, Thailand looking for a great number of tourists to visit the country, but seem to be hindering it themselves by bringing in bizarre processes that seem to be really shooting themselves in the foot. I don't get it. They've spoken all throughout COVID about getting this Chinese market back. Now, when the opportunity presents itself, the Chinese are ready to travel. They bring in a new regulation, a new system, which is clearly not fit for purpose. It makes no sense. But what I do find interesting, and this is something that I, I kind of go back to the COVID period and for two years we had to listen to the government here discussing about the sustainable tourism quality over quantity. Do you remember they were saying all this quality over quantity? We want to have less tourists spending more money. That is completely, as soon as the country reopened, that was thrown out the window. And I do find it interesting that we had to be bored to death by this during COVID. I mean, it was quite insulting at times. We only want rich people to come visit the country. But as soon as the country reopened, you discovered that all this talk was just nonsense for two years. And now that the doors are open, it's how many can we get in as quickly as possible. And this, this is exactly the way tourism in this country is being run. There is no sustainable tourism here in Thailand, none whatsoever. And I actually think I've done a show about this before. And if I have, I'll leave a link for it in uh, the description as well. You can check that out. It was a couple of months ago, I think I, I did a show about whether Thailand was actually promoting sustainable tourism or exactly where it was in terms of it. But again, it, it just shows you that the opportunity presents itself to make some money and it seems like the Thai government are never ready to do it. A bit like the 300 baht fee, they can't, for the you know the entry fee to come into Thailand, the tourist fee, they can't figure out how to collect it. it, it it's beyond funny at this stage. I, I find it disturbing that you know they're, they're, they've managed to create such obstacles for themselves along the way for something that should be easy i mean if they want so many chinese visitors to come here then why don't you just operate a, a, a basically 
a free visa system just let them come like you know many people from europe come here on a 30-day visa exempt makes no sense but nevertheless we will move on and of course it's always something to do with the taxis appear in the in the news but taxi scam damages expo Complaints about taxi scams at the Typhex exhibition flooded social media on Friday as passengers reportedly were charged four to 5,000 baht for trips from Impact Muang Tong Thani in Nantaburi to Bangkok city center. Typhex 2023, one of the biggest trade events in Thailand, returned for a full-scale exhibition for the first time following the pandemic, occupying 130,000 square meters of space at the Impact Muang Tong Thani from May 23 to 27. According to the organization, the event drew almost 2,700 exhibitors from Thailand and 40 countries. With an average of 22,000 participants per day, there were complaints on social media Thursday about traffic conditions around the exhibition centre and inadequate public transport. A Facebook user said taxi drivers turned away Thais wanting a ride, preferably to take foreign passengers and shutting off their meters, charging 4 to 5,000 baht to destinations on Silom and Sukhumvit Road. Some online users said construction of the MRT Pink Line contributed to traffic in the area. Now, according to the government, construction of the Pink Line from K Rai to Minabori was 96.4% complete as of April. However, the Pink Line extension to Muang Thani Thani is 20.4% complete and is projected to finish in 2025. The Vice Governor of Nantaburi submitted an urgent letter to the Nantaburi Provincial Transport Office on May 25th, urging the office to allocate public transport inspectors to the area. The Department of Land Transport posted on its Facebook account on Friday saying it allocated inspectors to the exhibition centre and fined one taxi driver 1,000 baht because the driver refused to use the meter. The department reportedly rejected accusations that the area is under private management, meaning it could not deploy an inspection team from the beginning. Now, an advisor to the Thai Exhibition Association said taxi scams are a critical concern for many large international events this year, not only Thai Fex. He said such incidents destroy the reputation of a country that wants to promote itself as a hub for the mice, that's the meeting, incentives, conference and exhibitions segment. Mr. Pravit said international participants might be the main target of taxi scams, but Thai passengers face the issue of overpriced taxis everywhere. We're resuming our mice business strongly after the pandemic on a bigger international scale than before 2019. If the authorities cannot take decisive action against these crimes, nobody will choose to visit Thailand in the future, he said. Now, Jintana Pongpakti, Director of Corporate Communication for Impact Exhibition Management, said Impact is preparing free round-trip shuttle services today from Mochit Sky Train Station to the Exhibition Centre to reduce taxi scams during the last days of the event, which is open to the public. And again, it's just hard to believe that this can be going on still, that the local governments, the, the people in charge of enforcing rules and regulation, not just public land transport office, but the police are not doing anything about this and they continue to allow this. I think it could be possible and it would be possible for me to do a story every day on taxi problems or scams in this country and nothing is done. And they're worried about, you know, business people being scammed, worry about tourists as well, or even just local Thai people who want to get a taxi and apparently according to this can't because the taxi drivers are too busy scamming the foreigners to take the local ties you know to their destination and even the ties know that is happening that the reason they're not being taken is because they want to scam the foreigner 
I mean, something has to be done. I mean, Thailand's turned into a bit of a laughing stock when it comes to this kind of thing. It seems like it's turned into a, an absolute lawless place. I think before COVID, I always felt there was some control. But since COVID and we got over COVID, it seems like they've allowed anything and everything to transpire. As if they're saying, well, we know everybody lost a load of money during COVID and we're going to allow you to scam foreigners and tourists when they get here. And that shouldn't be the case. There should be rules and regulations, there should be laws. And if you want to put Thailand up as this, you know, international tourist destination, you know, state of the art, this is the place you want to come because, you know, we're one of the international top destinations, then you need to have rules and regulations when you get here and law enforcement doing their job. But it does seem, it does seem that when it comes to taxis, that the police, local authorities seem to be unable to do anything about it. And I wonder what you think about it. Have you ever been scammed by a taxi driver? I'd love to know what the scam was and I'd love to know about it down below in the comments section. And don't forget to like this video if you're enjoying us now. And finally, well, here we go. Foreigner charged for motorbike stunt on Phuket Public Road. A foreign motorcyclist has been charged for engaging in stunt riding on Sayuan Road in Phuket, an act that has sparked widespread criticism from both Thai and foreign communities, leaving Phuket thousands of netizens enraged. Chilong Police Colonel Eckhart Plyduang confirmed the charges against the unnamed foreign motorcyclist today. He should have been prosecuted in court today, with the primary charges being reckless riding with disregard for the safety of others, the colonel said during a telephone conversation with some local media. Colonel Eckhart further revealed that the foreigner's behaviour on Sayun Road resulted in multiple charges including riding without a helmet, however the primary offence was driving in a manner that endangered the safety of others. Under the new point system this offence carries a four point penalty equating to the most serious violations such as hit and run accidents and driving under the influence of alcohol or narcotics. The incident involved the unidentified foreigner's stunt riding gained attention after being reported in Phuket media on the morning of May 21st. The news quickly went viral, accumulating approximately 4,000 reactions and 500 comments by the end of that evening on May 25th. It was at this point that Shillong police announced the apprehension of the rider. Shillong police provided limited details of the incident. In particular, it was confirmed that the incident happened around 11.30pm on May 20th. The location was given at Sayun Road near the entrance of Soi Hupru in Hawaii. Police confirmed the driver would be prosecuted according to the law, but did not reveal the man's identity. Photos taken at the Shillong police featuring the man and his Yamaha Aerox scooter had been intentionally blurred to conceal his identity. So, another cowboy out and about doing whatever he did. Now, is that not a red card? Isn't that deportation according to the rules and regulation that Phuket Immigration and the police in Phuket have made up? So, will he be deported or is he just going to get a slap in the hand? Again, also, no information about who he is, but we know and we do know that most people here, when they commit a, fr a crime, are in front of the news straight away, name, address, nationality, all up there for everybody to see. But in this case, He's not there, so I wonder, he must have a bit of money or something to pay off people so he doesn't get his information put online. But if we do get his name, if we do find out who he is, we will let you know here on the Thai Expat Daily Show. And folks, that's it for today. Thanks as always for tuning in, and we look forward to bringing you more news later this week. Thanks again, and have a great and safe day. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. 
You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.